My name is Troy Howell. I write for KSR specializing in high school basketball and high school football. I covered high school basketball last year and I'm joined by my brother Clark Howell. Clark has watched a lot of games. Clark, how many of the Sweet 16 teams did you watch last year? So last year I in person saw 13 of the 16 teams that had qualified for the state tournament. I also had watched uh, two more of them on uh, different videotapes and uh, I'm getting real old now on videotapes, uh, but on video, and uh, we uh, also had seen Warren, Cent or Warren Central is the other one I hadn't seen, uh, but they had a very similar team from uh, the previous year, so I got to watch uh, a lot of them, and uh, still, though, very disappointed that we didn't get to watch them all come together in Rupp Arena. Right, it would have been a great time there at the Sweet 16. Um, I, I got to watch a lot of the regional tournaments, and like you and I were talking, it's going to be one of the best Sweet 16 tournaments there was. Um, let's actually kind of go over to recap and reset what happened um, in the region tournaments to see who was in the Sweet 16 and kind of get your thoughts on who you think would have been successful in the Sweet 16. I'm looking at the bracket now. You've got the Ashland Tomcats. They were in the top quarter. Um, you've got uh, – they were actually probably the best team in the top quarter outside of maybe – Madisonville North Hawkins was also in that quarter, and McCracken County was in that quarter. So, uh, or McCracken County was in that semi in the second quarter. So, Clark, uh, what do you think would have happened there in that top quarter? You also have E Town up there. Yeah, I think that uh, top game in the bracket, which uh, would have been the second game of the tournament between Ashland and E Town, is is maybe the game I was the most excited about for the whole tournament. Uh, of course, Ashland was undefeated last year. Uh, great story, and then E Town uh, led by several uh, juniors who will be back this year, um, but had a really good team. I think a three-loss team uh, beat, beat John Harden, uh, beat Bardstown, so uh, came out of a, a pretty challenging uh, region uh, playing some good teams, and I, I think that would have been just a, a very fun matchup getting up and down the court. Um, also, uh, I really enjoyed watching uh, Madisonville North Hopkins, who uh, was also in that quarter with them, and I think any of those three teams legitimately had a chance to win a state championship uh probably uh, wouldn't have been the favorites but but definitely could have made a deep run so uh, that was a, a very strong quarter right there well and then madisonville north hopkins and warren central you mentioned madisonville north hopkins they played the year before and it was a crazy comeback i think by warren central and i wrote an article saying can madisonville north hopkins get their revenge you talk about athleticism I mean, I try to be neutral, but how can you not cheer for that Madison-Villanorth Hopkins team last year? Yeah, Kenny White was just a, a crazy athlete. I think probably people remember him throwing up that crazy circus shot in, <laughs> yeah. in that game. Um, and I, I thought Madison-Villanorth Hopkins was going to win that game two years ago, mm -hmm. and, and you know Warren Central got the upset there. So uh, obviously they would have had a chance to, uh, to beat Madisonville. Um, but I think Madisonville was, was my pick, actually, to make the finals. And I actually had them winning the, uh, the entire tournament. Uh, I don't think they would have been the favorite, but, but just Kenny White, the way he played, and, and then Kayshawn Casey inside, who, uh, you know, looked like an offensive tackle, uh, but had good hands, uh, good touch. Just, just they were a fun team to watch. Casey was my guy. I liked him down there in the post. And then um, you've got – well, of course, Ashland was the story of the season last year, which we'll get into that more. But they were undefeated going in. And could they could they have run the table and were they the favorites? We'll kind of get into that later. But you got Ashland and Mail were the two that everyone was talking about. 
And then going down to the next quarter, just to refresh everyone's memory, was Knox Central versus Scott County, McCracken County versus George Rogers Clark. So you and I, we went and watched Knox Central, and um, and I also watched Scott County. I think you were there for the end of that that game, so we watched them. And Scott County kind of proved that you can't count out Scott County. You know, I counted out Scott County, but no matter a new school coming, people graduating, the coach not there. So that would have been a very evenly matched game. And then you've got McCracken County, who had one of the best players in the state, Jackson Civils, mm-hmm. against George Rogers Clark, who we watched several times. They were they were a pretty solid team, George Rogers Clark. So um, what do you think would have happened in that evenly matched quarter? Just like you said, a very even, uh, very even grouping. I I have McCracken County as the top-rated team out of those four, but I any of those four making the semifinals would not have surprised me at all. Um, you mentioned Knox Central. One guy who I was very highly impressed with uh, was Javante Turner, and and he's someone who I don't I haven't seen get a lot of publicity around the state, but. In the game, we went and watched them in the, the region semifinal. He just dominated that game and, and great athlete, uh, great getting to the basket. Uh, so him watching him play, but then you mentioned Scott County. I can't imagine a team, you know, kind of going through more. And, and like you said, I think probably everyone just counted them out. They School split, new coach. They lost their entire starting five. Um, obviously, Taryn Hamilton, ab- absolutely outstanding player for them last year. Um, but it was hard to know what to say about them because they just they came out and beat a very very good Lexington Catholic team in that uh, that region final game in the 11th region. Uh, you mentioned McCracken County probably had the best player out of that, Civils, uh, who's now at uh, Murray, and then uh, George Rogers Clark. Um, like you said, we we mentioned we watched them several times and uh, just a, they had really a quartet of, of very good players. Um, half of them are back, and I expect uh, they'll have a pretty good team this year, but. Uh, that one, uh, complete toss-up. I, I think whoever came out of that probably would have been an underdog to get to the finals, but uh, would have would have definitely had a, a puncher's chance. Well, we're going to get into Marshall County later, but, I mean, was there a better regional final game? I mean, maybe there was, but the first region between Zion Harmon and Marshall County, I watched that one online against McCracken County. That would have been the region game to be at, I think, last year. Yeah, that one had a bit of a controversial finish, too. I was uh, talking to uh, – to a guy from Marshall County about it, and he was still a little bit mm. disappointed in uh, in some of the uh, calls at the end. Uh, they didn't get a chance to, uh, to to win that game, but that would have been extremely exciting. Again, two you know Division One players going at each other. You mentioned Zion Harmon, who uh, is one of the most talented players we've seen in Kentucky in a long time, and uh, yeah, that would have been an outstanding game to go to. Well, and then, of course, with the COVID-19 pandemic canceling the Sweet 16, you think about maybe the Marshall County guy is not as sad as he would have been had they gone on. Um, of course, we're, we went to Montgomery County, and we were sad to watch Montgomery County lose to George Rogers Clark. But, you know, when it was canceled, we're like, if we're not going not gonna to win in the championship one year, last year was the year to not win. Yeah, and, and you just feel so bad for the teams that, you know, that was kind of their year. We, we already talked about Madisonville North Hopkins, but they're one of those that, mm-hmm. you know, they had a great, great starting five of, of seniors. Um, Warren Central had, I think, probably played 10 or 11 guys that were all seniors. Um, and, you know, just for them to kind of miss out on that last chance. Uh, whereas you've got some other teams like uh, E-Town and Ashland. Obviously, you feel you feel bad for the players who didn't get to be there, but but we expect them to have a very good shot at getting back this year. So it's it's an interesting balance between 
those who, who missed out. So that upper bracket would have been very good. Sounds like the teams that we had maybe making the finals would have been probably Ashland, Massonville, North Hopkins, E-Town, and McCracken County probably would have been the favorites. I don't know if I would have seen McCracken County winning the whole thing. It, it probably would have come down to those first three teams I mentioned. I don't know what, what your thoughts are. Do you think Ashland would have had as good a chance of it as anybody to make the finals? I think they would have. Uh, as I mentioned, I had Madisonville mm-hmm. North Hopkins there, but again, just kind of a toss-up. Um, Ashland had, you know, if you win every game, there's clearly something good right. about that. Um, they probably didn't play quite as tough a schedule right. as some of these teams. Um, you know, the, the game I watched them play, they played against Clark County, um, was probably their best opponent, or at least one of them. And Ashland did win that game missing a starter, but it was an overtime game. Um, so, you know, they, they proved they could play with a good team. I just don't know if they had a team that uh, could beat four good teams in a row. And, and with the way their bracket uh, broke down, they would have had to do that. Well, the good thing is they got a lot of guys back, so we may find out this year. Yeah, we should see. I'm Colin Porter and uh, Cole Villers are two outstanding players we'll get to get to watch for another couple of years, hopefully. And then going down to the bottom of the bracket – Quickly, we'll go over Owensboro Catholic, Martin County. This is uh, something when people say maybe the Sweet 16 should be seeded, maybe it shouldn't. This is a reason people may point to it should be seeded because you've got two of the lower-ranked teams in the tournament. And then you've got Mail against Collins. Of course, Collins with the Mr. Basketball. They had McKnight and they had Vale um, against Mail, who I had ranked number one going into the Sweet 16. So that seems like that would have been an awesome game. And then, of course, the winner of that one I think would have rolled over maybe the state's shot-blocking leader um, would have uh, got Martin County through one game, but I, I think they would have run into a buzzsaw between probably Mayo, maybe Collins. Yeah, Owensboro Catholic and Martin County, I, I think probably a toss-up. I would have given a slight edge to Martin County. Um, you mentioned you know Dylan James, an outstanding shot-blocker and, and a good player, but uh, if they did meet Mayo or Collins, they just didn't have the guards that could uh, – that could match up with, with McKnight or with Tyron Moore. Um, but Malin Collins, I, I think you, you're right. Whoever won that game is making the making the semifinals at least and has a great chance to win the whole thing. Um, I really agree with you that Mail was the best team in the state last year. Um, we talked, they have three, they had three elite players as far as talent-wise with Tyron Moore. Uh, Fleming and with Caleb Glenn, who was a freshman on that team and and who I think is going to be just an outstanding player, Uh, one of the best that we've seen in Kentucky uh, moving forward over the next three years. Collins, obviously, Mr. Basketball. So uh, those teams, uh, one of those teams, I think, would have had a deep run. Uh, But, again, with with a team like Martin County, you know, the the school used to be Sheldon Clark, uh, hadn't been to the state tournament in in decades, and and you just feel, feel so bad for them. Uh, now, they do return James along with uh, Brady uh, Dingus. Who, mm-hmm. uh, so they should be the favorite, I think, in, in the 15th region this year to have a chance at getting back. But uh, uh, but that was, I think, probably males to lose. Now, I will uh, tell on myself a little bit. Uh, I went ahead and created all, of, uh, all 16 of these teams on NCAA Basketball uh, 2010. I think it's the last version that was out there. And uh, the big upset was Collins did beat Mail in the first okay. round of that and, right. and actually went on to win the whole thing. So uh, I wouldn't put it past him if, if my uh, skills in creation match the real life any. 
Maybe they just gave the ball to McKnight every time in this simulation, and he dominated. I mean, like, we watched Collins last year, and weren't they good as long as they weren't on the bench? It seemed like they, they kind of rested him a little, you know, a little bit, and then we're like, whoa, put them back in the game, you know? Yeah, we, we watched them several times. And, yeah, if he was if McKnight was not on the floor, Collins – I mean, they had – Vail was a very good player, but uh, they just were, were a totally different team. So if he got in foul trouble or, or uh, had any issues, then – uh, you know, it was trouble, but he was just that special player who could put a team on his back and, and carry him to, to victories. And then looking at, you know, you mentioned Martin kind of being the favorite in the 15th. Our guy Riley Sammons at Pikeville's back again. So I think they had a, just a, I think it was in the finals of the 15th, just a, a showdown, an offensive showdown in the 15th. So I expect the same thing this year. Maybe uh, if we do the game of the week, which I think we're planning on, but who knows with the COVID protocols, maybe we'll go down to the 15th region this year. That would be exciting to watch those those guys play. So, yeah, I just don't think that Martin County or Owensboro Catholic, I just don't think that they that they were getting past the quarterfinals. No. So I agree with you there. They, they had one, one chance to win <laughs> right. a game, and, and it was going to be uh, be a loss in that second round. I'm, I'm pretty confident. But you mentioned that game against Pikeville. I think that one went to overtime. I, I listened to that one on, uh, on my phone, and, and that was a pretty exciting finish. And the 15th region is known for upsetting teams. They upset John Harden. I think it was Pikeville upset John Harden just a couple years ago. So That's true. So who, who knows? Yeah. And then looking at the bottom, you, you got Fern Creek against Hazard. You know, I would have Fern Creek kind of rolling in that game. Hazard, pretty good team, but Fern Creek so athletic. And then Covington Catholic probably rolling again against West, Jet, West Jessamine. And, of course, we'll get into Covington Catholic. They return all but, I think, their top two players. So, um, uh, so what do you think? You think it would have been Fern Creek versus Covington Catholic for sure? Uh, yeah, that, that's probably the game. Uh, I don't mean to be disrespectful to any teams, but there were essentially three games that I, I gave no chance to the underdog. The whoever won the Mel Collins was going to win their second round game, and I think Fern Creek and Cuffcath were both going to roll in their first round. Now, that quarter or that uh, quarterfinal match between them would have been would have been something. Um, they Fern Creek had just a unbelievably athletic team. They had uh, might talk a little bit, but unfortunately, they've lost a couple of guys mm-hmm. transferring out of state. That uh, with uh, Zeke Montgomery and Darius Washington, uh, but th- those guys along with Warren, they were just dominant on the glass. Rogers. I mean, they yeah they do have Rogers back, and he's a, a great point guard for all mm-hmm. those those you know freakish athletes. And um, you know I watched them play against uh, I think it was North Bullet. And I mean, they they didn't shoot the ball well, but they got three or four offensive rebounds every possession. There was just you know no way to to keep them out. And then we watched Covington Catholic, uh, you know, just battle. They Diskin, Grant Diskin, their guard is just one of those guys who maybe doesn't have elite talent like some people. Uh, obviously, very talented, but just the way he he battled and just made plays, he was. Uh, one of those guys who's just kind of special to watch. Um, so that would have been uh, one of those I really was looking forward to. I've, I had that one circled. And then I don't know if, if we'll get into Fern Creek more because they have the transfers. But uh, I remember a couple years ago they had the three three guys come off the bench, the three freshmen. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a great, great team that made the Sweet 16. And then these three guys got time, and, and they would have been seniors this year. Yeah. So kind of kind of like, like you said now. Who knows, with COVID-19, I mean, maybe people don't want to be traveling across the country, I, I, but I, I guess it's official, you know. Um, but it seems like they've got guys leaving. But hopefully um, we'll talk about there are guys coming into Kentucky. So, yeah, 
you know, we always like to see talent stay in state. Um, so it looks like, you know, it could have been a male Fern Creek. Male Fern Creek would have been a, a really good Louisville battle, or it could have been male against Covington Catholic. I'll probably, if I just had to pick with the odds, I'd just go with probably male making the finals, you know. Yeah, I think I think male would have had a, a tough matchup with either of them, but I agree. I think they were the team to beat. Um, you know, they, they were the most talented team in the state, and, and once Fleming got healthy, I think they – they proved even without him and, and with some various injuries early in the year, they were still winning more often than not against very good teams. But, but at full strength, I just – somebody would have had to bring a great game to, to match up with them. Well, Mel and Ballard were supposed to play – or they did play in the finals of the seventh region. It was supposed to be a, a pretty good game, but I think Mel got it pretty easily. They got an easy lead and rolled. And if they're rolling through a team like Ballard, who we're going to talk about later, then – They've got a great team, and it would have been interesting to compare the team that lost to Lafayette in the finals. Um, I think it was 2000-something. 2001. 2001 with uh, Bush and O'Bannon. It would have been good to compare that team to last year's male team. Yeah, those both starting lineups of just player after player who were just outstanding. You mentioned that, uh, yeah, O'Bannon and Bush and LeVar Carter, Johnny Mathis were – just four, uh, you know, four all-state caliber players, and I mentioned this year's team or last year's team with with Moore and and Fleming and Glenn. I think were three elite guys, and then uh, throw in, you know, uh, Cam Pope was also a good, good player. player who's back, and uh, Lindsey off the bench. I was really impressed with. I think he'll have a pretty good year this year. So they were, you know, they they didn't have to. They could just stop at seven guys and be outstanding. But if they needed to go even deeper, they were also really good uh, down their bench. Well, um, so who did you have uh, winning it, winning the whole thing? So I had Madisonville North Hopkins okay. uh, in, in a bit of an upset. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say about Madisonville North Hopkins is, is they're arguably, and I think they're probably third on this list, but arguably the best team or school in the state that's never won a state title. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've had elite talent, Frank Ramsey back in the 50s, uh, John Hood, Mr. Basketball in 2009, Travis Ford, uh, 89, some guys who went on to play at UK that were uh, were really outstanding, both high school and college players. And then Ramsey uh, went on to be a, a great pro. Um, but I think this could have been the year that uh, they, they had a chance to go all the way. Um, they just kind of, they met all the, all the check boxes of, of what a champion had to be for me. They had the experience from the year before. They made it there. They had big-time experience playing in the big tournaments in Louisville during the regular season the last couple of years. Uh, it would have been exciting. And then who do you think um, is the team that the COVID pandemic hurt the most? You know, it, would, it, would it be Ashland with their chance of undefeated season? Would it be Mayo, perhaps? But those teams returned some people, so maybe Madisonville-North Hopkins? Yeah, I think Madisonville-North Hopkins would be probably at the top of the list for the same reasons I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ashland is an interesting story. Um, as disappointing as it is that they don't get to uh, finish the undefeated state championship that they were going for, they stu- do still get to say that they were undefeated. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're the first undefeated team in the state since, I guess, 1948 when Brewers uh, did win the state title undefeated. Uh, but also, uh, they, they also have a great team coming back next year, the year after that, uh, maybe even the year after that with Colin Porter's being a sophomore this year. Uh, so, so as disappointing as it is to not be able to put a, uh, you know, put a crowning moment on, on this great season they had, I think they've got still a lot 
uh, positives coming out of it. Well, I like the way their coach handled it, too. Jason Mays, I saw some quotes and some articles from him after, and he's like, we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. It's a learning lesson for our kids. Uh, we feel bad for the seniors and the ones that are younger. It's going to make them hungry to win. And that kind of transition us to this year as we we want to preview this year. And, of course, we don't know with COVID what kind of season there's going to be. We I anticipate them having some sort of a state championship somehow, somewhere, some sometime. But – to open up the season, or at least the first home game for Mail is actually against Ashland. So that seems like a good way to open up the season. That's a Thanksgiving weekend scheduled for the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I may not be able to go because of some family stuff going on that weekend. But um, isn't that the game that everyone wants to see this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think those were the two most hyped teams last year. And uh, fortunately for both of them is, is they should be top five teams in the state this year, I think. Um, you know, Mail returns Glenn and Pope off their starting lineup. Uh, Ashland has Porter and Villers and Sellers uh, from their starting lineup. So uh, should both be very, very good teams. Should be a super exciting game. Um, I know your family, and uh, they'll probably be all right if we slip up and watch that game, right? So you know all my new family too. Ah, uh, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? And we got hopefully the high school playoffs going on that time in football. Um, so that's going to be a great game. And then if we look at our top five, which I've got Ashland ranked number five, I've got Mail ranked number four. So, and going into the next season, and of course Ashland could start out zero and one. You know, I mean, you go, you you have all those games, you have all that expectation for. A perfect season last year, and then start knowing one would be tough, but it might get kind of the monkey off their back where they're not as worried and stuff going in with the expectations. Um, but let's go over our top five for next year. You've talked a little bit about Ashland and Mail. Are they in your top five as well? They are. Uh, I have Ashland ranked fourth, and I have Mail second, actually. So okay. uh, I'm pretty pretty similar to what you have them. And then um, you were talking to me about, for Mail, Caleb Glenn is, you think, going to be their guy. I just, I was really high on Caleb Glenn. I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about what I saw from him. First of all, I, he was, I don't remember if he ended up leading the state, but he was at the top of the state in rebounding. Uh, he was also at the top of the state in field goal mm -hmm. percentage. And so typically when you think, when you hear those stats, you think, well, this is, you know, a, a huge guy who's just staying under the basket. The, toward the end of the year, he was stepping out, shooting the three. Uh, he's a great athlete. I mean, he is not just a guy who's going to be content staying under the basket. He can, I really think he can do everything. Um, just a sophomore this year. So uh, as an eighth grader, he, he started for Ballard. Right. Um, I mean, that just doesn't happen. What if he was still at Ballard? That would have been, that'd be a crazy, <laughs> uh, crazy sophomore class this year with, uh, with the guys they've got. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I'm very high on Caleb Glenn. I think he could end up being the second best player in the state this year. And then Ashland's got, um, they got Porter's a sophomore. Is Villers a sophomore or Villers junior? Villers is a junior. Villers, Villers may be their best player at Ashland. I mean, he's, he's kind of their go-to guy. I know Porter's their point guard. So you got a lot of young talent next year uh, and you'll see it in those teams. Um, and then if you look at the rest of my top five, I'll just go ahead with my top five. The next I had Oldham County who I didn't know, we were talking, I didn't know much about Oldham County. They had a great record, and they they return about everybody. Mm -hmm. I was looking at this cat's paws from last year, and the coach says, we have a strong junior class. Mm -hmm. We were going to rely on our junior class. Well, that's right, they do. Now they have a strong senior class. And they're a team that's always kind of just well-coached, 
Lots of defense. Didn't they? Did, weren't they like a shot away from the semifinals of the Sweet Sixteen a couple years ago? They were ago? in the semifinals. Okay, they, they the did. Semifinals in uh, I think I think it was twenty eighteen. They had a um, shot to to no, put them there. The was, other it was not pretty when they played Covington Catholic <laughs> in the semifinals, right. but uh, still a, a team that that has some some recent history of success. Um, yeah, I think you're right. They just they played good basketball. I did not get to see them last year, so I I can't speak to. Uh, exactly how they did it, but they they took Collins down to the wire in, right. the, in the region final. That was a great game here. It was sixty one to fifty three, and um, they limited um, McKnight to thirteen points. So and then Vale only had uh, fourteen points. So I mean, when you do that, you have a good defensive effort. So I've got Oldham County at number three. I've got Ballard at number two, and then I've got Etown at number one. Just because, uh, well, I had Fern Creek at number one, but of course we know with the transfers. But just because E-Town had such a great record, Franklin seems to be rolling. I did not see E-Town last year. But all their guys except Franklin play football. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just because they start off slow this year, I wouldn't, like, discount E-Town. I would say, now, hold on, they're starting out slow, just like UK basketball always starts out slow. So um, did you have Ballard and E-Town in your top five? Yes, those were my uh, – I have Ballard number one uh, and E-Town three. Okay. And then my fifth team, I had Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green, similar to what you uh, were talking about with Oldham County, uh, is a team that basically returned everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they were maybe not quite as highly ranked as some of these others last year, although although they were, I think, a good team. Uh, lost to Warren Central. Uh, but, but Isaiah Mason uh, – should be one of the top players in the state for them. Uh, and, and so I, I expect that they will be the favorite uh, out really in, in all of the kind of western uh, quadrant of Kentucky. And, and you can tell we're from eastern Kentucky if we're, we're calling Bowling Green West. Right. So my, my friends from there are not, uh, not thrilled with that distinction, but that's how I know them. Well, I thought you were going to say you can tell we're from maybe the, maybe kind of eastern Kentucky because of our accent. Well, that, <laughs> that goes without saying, right? <laughs> But Mount Sterling is located in central Kentucky. We all know that. Um, and so you've got Ballard there. And Ballard, I don't care if they lose, which they didn't, if they lose every single player from their team that played, I'm going to have Ballard ranked in the top ten every single year because they're always there. And their coach, Renner, always has them ready. But this year they return a whole lot more than they normally do. And he always plays ten guys. So these guys have so much experience. They've got Edlin, their point guard. They've got Sisk, who I was looking in the magazine. The Lenny's magazine has him in the top 25 in the country as a sophomore class. And he's a smooth shooter. They've got the big man. Is it Maker? Maker Bar. Maker Bar, who is unbelievable. I don't know how tall he is, but he's so he's so long. Um, and then they've just got such a, a good team. So I've got Ballard. Number two, a lot of people have Ballard number one by a mile, which I'm not really going to argue that. So what do you think about – Ballard's always a team that you've kind of liked to watch. I've always been a fan of Ballard. I, I think going back to when I first remember seeing them in 99 when they won the state title, um, just – they do. They always have a, a bunch of great players. Um, so, and they all fill different roles. They've got some that are just really good athletes who put pressure on you. They've got shooters. Uh, they've got big guys who can bang. Now, that – they did lose a lot last year. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned they, they returned three starters, two, two that'll be sophomores and, and one that'll be a junior, but they did lose uh, probably their next four top guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, just some great athletes. But like you said, they always run through uh, with just year after year after year. They play 10 guys or more who are always good. And I, 
I'm going to run through something that I've done here. So I rank, uh, I've ranked all the top 25 at the season's end for the last, uh, for the last several years. And, and here's a rundown of where they finished the year in my poll. Last year they were 12th, 7th, 5th, 17th, 2nd, 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 8th, 3rd, 2nd, 7, 2nd, 15, 2nd. I mean, we're getting back. Wow. They're, they're a state title contender at least every third year. Um, and, you know, I've got five or six times. I, I've got actually seven times since they won the title that they were the best team that didn't win it, in my opinion. Right. Um, just, I expect they're going to be good, uh, just like you said. And so I do have them number one. Uh, partly for those three guys coming back and, and a few other guys who played some. Um, but especially for just the tradition that they have. Um, you know, if, if I knew that these three guys were on another team, I might not quite have had them number one. Right. I have them, they'd still be top five, uh, clearly. But, but I think uh, uh, Renner has done just such a great job there that I just trust they'll be good. And, I mean, Ballard being in the, the hard 7th region, it reminds me of Scott County being in, in the 11th region. You know, the, people in such a tough region, they could say, you know what, it's just so hard, we can't make it out of this region, we're only going to make it once every five or six years. Ballard and Scott County just say, I don't care if our region's hard, I'm either going to make it out or lose to maybe the best team in the state, maybe a trendy, maybe a male. They're going to have to beat me. You're going to have to be one of the top teams in the state in order to beat me. And I think Ballard's always, what, top two or three there. They're yeah. always top two or three. Yeah, I mean, they always have a chance. Yeah. They always have a chance to make a run. So I'm not counting out Ballard. Um, who, so who do you think would be the teams? We've, we've gone over our top five. Who would have a legitimate shot for their fan base to say, we enter the year number one? Now, I know some. there are some fan bases who try to be like, well, we won it all last year. Like, say UK in 2012 won, won it all. And then Kyle Wiltger is like your next best player the next year. And people are like, we should be ranked number one because you win all. Now, that's not how we think. That's not how Clark and I do rankings. We look at this year's team. But who do you think would be the teams who could say, you know what? We can be the preseason number one team and no one's going to laugh at them. I think any of the teams that I had in the top four, yeah. um, which was Ballard, Mail, E-Town, and Ashland, I think you could you could make a very reasonable argument for any of those four teams. Um, in fact, I, I wouldn't be – disappointed or shocked by any of those being number one um after that i think there's a lot of teams that are close but i would probably raise an eyebrow at anybody other than those four right uh, being at the top doesn't mean they can't win it i right. mean one of these other teams can win it that's fine so um we talked about our top five for next year and then so um what about talking about um some of the best players I was looking at Clark and I both pulled up the Herald Leader uh, top three or first team, second team, third team, all state. Clark, I think, has a curve journal pulled up as well. Um, who are some of the top players next year to keep an eye on? Well, obviously, I think we start with Zion Harmon. Number one. Um, you know, the, there were some rumors about him not playing. Everything I can tell is that he's still at Marshall County uh, planning to play this year. And, and if he plays, he's, he's the best. Um, I, I don't think there's any way around that. Um, again, just a, a special talent. And you talked about uh, guys coming in into the state. You know, he came in as an eighth grader mm -hmm. uh, into Bowling Green. And I remember I was watching at, at halftime of the, the state championship game. I was talking to somebody, and, and he said, can you really be for a guy who's going to, you know, maybe win the, the MVP of the state tournament and then take it with him to another state? And uh, I think we've been very fortunate that he stayed here in Kentucky. Um, he's on his third team now, but uh, given us – uh, three years to watch him play. Um, so, so really excited about him. Um, and then I think you have to drop a long way below him. 
uh, to get to, to the next guy. I have the, the second best player in the state is Ben Johnson. Agree. Um, he not going to wow you with his athleticism. Um, you know, if you just walked into a gym and saw him there, he might not be your first pick, but he can play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, is there a better shooter in the state? He's a great shooter. I mean, he can score. He's just, when the ball's in his hands, good things happen. Um, so I have him pretty high. Uh, I mentioned Caleb Glenn already. I, right. I think he's a, you know, he'll probably start a little lower, a sophomore. Most people don't don't rank quite as high. I just, I was fascinated watching him play last year. He wasn't their key guy. It'll be interesting to see how he adjusts with, with Moore being gone. Um, but but I look for big things from him. Uh, a couple other guys just to mention. Uh, I think Sam Vincent at Highlands uh, has put up some big numbers. I think they should have a good team. Uh, we talked about E-Town, uh, Franklin. Again, another guy I expect to be really good. And then a couple other guys maybe a little lower down that people don't know as much about. Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. from Frederick Douglass is, is just kind of one of those freaks of nature who just is – it's like a man playing among boys uh, is what it looked like. Watching him play uh, is just highly entertaining. And I mentioned earlier, Javante Turner is, doesn't get a lot of, of maybe love uh, from the from the media, but uh, Knox Central, he's just, I was so impressed watching him play. So those are some of the guys uh, that really stood out to me. Uh, and then, of course, one other guy to mention is Travis Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, not, I've not actually seen him play, but uh, you look at a, he was an eighth grader last year, um, you know, one of the, state's top scorers uh gonna be interesting to follow his career over the next four years and and just see the type of numbers that he's able to put up well and of course his father's the coach there they've got good things going out there at um okay how do i pronounce it I <laughs> lynn or lion or, or lion the, the lions, <laughs> lion so, so county the lion county lions right <laughs> lion county they've got it rolling at the lion county lions but yeah, you talk about elite eighth graders. Okay, you mentioned Zion Harmon. Okay, OJ Mayo OJ. coming from out of state, seventh grade, eighth grade. Travis Perry. When I think of the of the best eighth graders, I mean, there's a few. You know, Zion Harmon and Perry. Mm-hmm. Of course, Harmon's not an eighth grader anymore. And then you talked about Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, they put out Henry Clay mm-hmm. in the district. What a great, great game that was that I did not witness. Um, that was an incredible game. Other people that, that made the All-State team last year, Trey James is kind of getting recruited on his potential, I think. He's the guy from Martin County. He leads in blocks. He was going to go to Wake Forest, but they lost their coach. So I think he's going now to play for Rick Patino. I think it's what I saw. So he's at Martin County. Um, I don't know if you've seen him play. His brother was – was pretty good too, wasn't he? Yeah, a uh, very different player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his, his brother was a, a really great outside shooter. Um, Trey James, he, he can he has a little bit of range for his size. Uh, he can he can step out uh, and shoot from the free throw line. Um, he might shoot the occasional three, but he's he's your more typical uh, under the basket type player. Um, you know, in, in Eastern Kentucky, they're just people can't match up with. Right. <laughs> um, I watched them play in the King of the Bluegrass last year and, you know, playing some of those teams with, with a higher level of athleticism, uh, just put pressure on their guards and gave them trouble. And, you know, we talked about, I, I don't think they could have competed with Mail in the state tournament last year. Uh, but if, if they could get the ball to him, yeah. uh, he, he can score, he blocks shots, he rebounds. So he is, um, 
you know, he's a guy who can change a game. Uh, but so to, to put pressure on Martin County, you've really got to do a number on their guards. They got Dingus there to help him. So it should be a, a good year for him. And then the, the other people that were on the first, second, or third team that we just have not mentioned at all, we've got to mention Reed Shepard when it comes to the best sophomores um, in, the, in the state. Um, he, of course, he, he's got help too. He you know, does. he's also a sophomore. They've got a lot of young players that I think his cousin yeah, is on the uh, team. Yeah, I think Ryan Davidson. Davidson. Uh, is, yeah, we went and watched them play, or I watched them play last year mm-hmm. a couple times, and I thought Davidson looked just as good. Uh, so, you know, we talk about, I think, last year's freshman class, which are sophomores yet now, is probably the most impressive group of freshmen that I've ever mm. remember seeing. So we talked about Glenn, Edelin, and Sisk at Ballard, Shepard. Uh, Davidson at North Laurel. Uh, you've got Grant Whitaker out at Murray. Right. Uh, just that that class of what are sophomores now. Uh, Dallas Roberts at uh, North Oldham. I mean, just a lot of guys who really stood out. Um, and some of them even carried their team as freshmen. So it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I think North Laurel should be a really good team this year. And, of course, Shepard, his uh, dad played at UK. His mom was a great basketball player. It just runs in the family. And, from what I can see on KSR and all the comments, he's probably the guy that people want to see the most. He's he's the guy that people want to see, you know, can he be like his dad? Can he play at UK? And I mean, whether whether it's a scholarship or a walk-on, if he ends up at UK, that would be very exciting. Oh, yeah. He would, I think, turn into a quick fan favorite. That, that would be wonderful. He's Yeah, he's a fun one to watch. You should, you should go out and watch him if you get a chance. Sure. And then... Um, so we talked about when the season is going to tip off, you know, but really the season, it doesn't tip off, right? I mean, usually the game starts with a tip off. And when, when I saw the KHSAA said that it's going to be a coin flip to determine who gets the ball first, and then I immediately went to Twitter and I went to the KSR Facebook page, I've never seen a high school article with more comments. And every comment was the exact same. This is dumb. I'm <laughs> paraphrasing, but this is dumb. This is dumb. This is dumb. So we wanted to spend just a quick minute talking about tipping off off the season uh, by a coin flip, and no one really knows why at the time. But you, I think you mentioned something. You read something, or someone told you at least some sort of reason as to why they may do a coin flip. Yeah. So the reasoning that was passed on that I heard was that they're trying to keep the officials from having to be as close to the players. Uh, so you know, people were making fun of. Well, are they going to have to have a coin toss for every rebound? Because you don't <laughs> yeah. want two people jumping right. up together. Um, and I think the idea is to try and just keep that official away. I think it's just a, a ceremonial thing, okay. just to, to look like they're doing their, yeah. their job of uh, making. Of course, I think we all know um, the tip-off, at least in regulation, doesn't really matter. Right. Um, I mean, it could be mean one possession over the course of the game. Um, overtime, though, yep. I don't know if I like yep. that. No, for, for overtime, it's got to be either ha- have one guy, you know, shoot for it at the top of the key, whoever wins the coin flip, or or maybe paper, rock, scissors. I'd say do the tip-off for overtime, you know. Yeah, I, I would lean toward that, but I, I guess that's not going to happen. Well, and it just brings me back to my tennis days, and, you know, you play tennis and coach tennis now. We would usually flip the racket to see who gets to serve first, or sometimes people get fancy and flip a coin, but we'd go over to Bourbon County, and they had different rules. They're like, they'd stand out there, and they'd put their arms out wide and say, you want to shoot for it, and you'd take your – your tennis ball, and you'd shoot it across the net and see if you could make it or not. So maybe the KHSAA will do something like that. Who knows? Yeah, that was wild. Those were good times. Good times. Yeah, back in the day, we had a good time playing tennis. So, um, 
So we've talked about, you know, we've reviewed last year. We've talked about some key players and games and uh, games and also teams to watch this year. Um, we've talked about the, the tip-off. Is there anything else that I'm missing that you think we should cover? No, I think we've, uh, we've covered a lot. And as we go through the year, we can hit some of the big games coming up and some of the big games that have happened. But I think uh, hopefully this is something that people will enjoy. Right. I'm excited. And then if you have ideas, if you have thoughts, feel free to send it to me on Twitter at T. Roy Howell. Um, and uh, any sort of suggestions. Uh, if you like this, you can give it five stars. You can rate it. You can review it. You can comment on it. Um, but five stars is the best. But we know it's only our first episode. So if you want to wait a while to rate it, that's fine too. Sometimes people say, rate my episode, you know, after the first episode. And it's like, well, hold on. Let's listen to it a little bit. But we will, we will get on out of here and then we'll see y'all next time. All right. Thanks.